haven't pressed the button at seven. Hey, I'm I mean, offline, but I do believe you. Yeah, no, it'll just you know, thirty second delay, it'll pop up. Well, everyone okay. got their drinks. Everyone ready for this? I've actually got to skip out. So, have fun, guys. Bye, Lammy. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye, Lammy. All right. Is everyone as ready as we're going to be? Yep. Uh, yeah. All systems I go. I suppose so. All right. Five, four, three, Tune my new two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Good HIE Podcast, where next week we're going to be on BabsCon, so we're going to probably get arrested. Um, we have an on-pencil. Why we're doing this on Saturday? I have better things to do with my time. Fuck this game. Enigmatic Otaku. Kapla! We have Flammenorfer. Good afternoon, everyone. Milk. I'm not dead yet, maybe. And I'm Sicker Priest. This week we have a very, very special guest along with us who is, um, we've talked about having him on the guest, uh, on this cast several times, um, but now he's finally allowed himself to be, uh, nepotism Don. Um, we have Venates. Hi. Um. Priest is a liar. <laughs> I'm not a liar. What? Okay, whatever. Anyway, um. If you're tuning in for the first time, whether it be from Ponyville Live or whether it's from our YouTube channel, welcome. We're an entirely user-submitted podcast where users submit who they want to have on this podcast, and then they submit the questions, and then we make our guests miserable. Um, <laughs> Accurate. Um, uh, if you want to ask questions yourself, go ahead and post them on the Good HIE list forum on FemFiction. Uh, or, of course, if you're watching it live right now, go ahead and post them in the Twitch chat in our wonderful Anon Pencil, who I would not replace with a bug out bag. Will. Will. That's not what you said earlier, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, pencil, what's an example of a question you won't ask our guests? If you ask me, like, hey, so, Venates, hmm. character in Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm not going to ask him that. And if you're like, hey, Pencil, tell him I said this. Tell him I said this. Tell him I said this. I'm not going to tell him. And if you are, you know, an asshole and I hate you or I just hate you for any reason whatsoever, I won't ask him. But if you're like, hey, I'm really curious about Ven's new story or like, hey, I wonder how big Ven's dick is. I will ask him that. Priest, do you have rulers in your basement? Uh, I have a uh, measuring tape, so yes. Oh, God. You're, you're taking that question way more seriously than I thought you would. Welcome to the Good HIE Podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, this week, of course, just like every other week, we have drinking words. And this week, we're going to have fun with it. We're doing a little John week. So whenever you hear someone say, what? Yeah. Or okay. You drink. Okay. Yep, that's what we're doing. That is what we're doing. Everyone have their alcohol because it's Saturday and day drinking is acceptable. Let's do this. What did you say? Yep. There we go. Oh, it's 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 gonna begin. Did I miss anything, pencil? No. Good. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, getting getting down to the interview questions. Number one, Ben, um, who are you, and what do you do for the fandom? Um. Well, my name is pronounced Benates. I know a couple of people have had trouble with that. I honestly don't mind. I know it's kind of funky. Um, 
I dabble in a okay. lot of different stuff. Okay. I've, <laughs> um, obviously, I'm here for writing, so I'm, I'm probably most active as a writer, even though I'm not super active. You know, I only put out maybe two or three stories a year. I kind of take them as, as they go. Um, I've been working on a flash animation for the better part of four years now. That's still not quite close to done. I do have a preview out on YouTube that's severely out of date by this point. I have some much cooler stuff ready to go, but not quite willing to uh, show that to the public just yet. Um, I also have a, a deviant art where I dabble with some stuff. Most of it is honestly just the uh, art that I do for uh, my fanfics. Do you also dabble into dark arts? Uh, not as much as you'd think. But well, you could if you tried harder. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm lazy. Bring... I only put out two or three stories a year. <laughs> Damn it! Oh God, this is gonna be a thing that just happens. We're just oh gonna... yep, it's okay. gonna be one of our biggest drinking days yet. Shit, that was uh, that was one too. Damn yep, it! It was. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yep doesn't Damn it. count. Okay. Yep does not no. fucking count. Uh, like my go-to words don't work. I so <laughs> next use al use alternates. You got to say yup instead. For example, yep, I've been saying yup. Alrighty. Yes. Fucking alrighty. The next question. Um. Oh God, I don't have. So now I'm freaking out. We're so professional. Uh, oh. Uh. What got you into the fandom? Um, well, I suppose I started, it was my junior year of college. Uh, one of my former roommates, he he had spent like an entire weekend binging the entirety of the show, which at that point was just like the first season and I think a couple of episodes into the second one. And he was just like, oh my God, it's amazing. You got you to gotta look into this. You got to watch this. Like, I'm going to force you to watch it. And I was supremely against the idea I, I know that the the brony fandom had a lot of very negative stereotypes about it and you know obviously i grew up as a as a child of the 90s where you know boys just you would not talk about the my little pony tv show that was just not a thing that, that people did um but he eventually hosted a viewing party in my apartment with a couple of other people he knew uh either watched themselves or were at least curious about it um, and we watched maybe three or four episodes. Um, we, we did the two from the series premiere. And then I think we also did the Appaloosa one, um, which actually I remember that episode specifically because it surprised me with how like some of its jokes actually did make me laugh. Um, and then I spent the next couple of months just suppressing every urge. I had to watch more episodes because I didn't want to admit that it had me hooked. Uh, but eventually I gave in and about a year after that, I'd gone deeper to see just how far some of the fandom went, which I know sounds bad because I know that there's some depths that people don't like to explore. Uh, but I found out just how, how much there was when it came to art and music and animation, especially. And that's when about when I started working on the animation, um, a couple months after that, I, I met priest who kind of, led me into the world of fan fiction and not too long after just absorbing as much as I could there, I started writing some more myself. Um, that said, uh, what is your favorite part of the fandom? Um, like for instance, like the online community, the fanfics, the con, the music, 
the animations, the art. Oh God, I would say just the, um, the, the imagination that the show has instilled in all of its viewers. Cause you really don't see this level of, of love and commitment for other intellectual properties. It, it, it's amazing how, you know, the, the fact that we have a dedicated site just for My Little Pony Faction, the fact that we have radio stations that play just Brony music, uh, the, the, that we have monthly top 10 animations, top 10 songs and all this sort of thing. The fact that there is the fandom is putting out that much content, I think is just incredible. Also cool. Um, the next question is, if there is one thing you could say to your followers or fans, what would it be? <laughs> Sorry, Pencil, you cut in and out there. What? Right. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, one thing to say to my fans and followers, you said? Priest? Sorry, I had myself on mute because I was coughing. Um, <laughs> followers, fans, haters, uh, people watching right now. Um, I, I guess if I had to say anything, just whatever you see from me, whatever level of quality you think it has, do know that I, I do pour as much work into it as I think that I can. I'm a bit of, perf of, a, of a perfectionist. I try not to be too hard as one, otherwise things will never get done. Um, but I do think a lot about not only what is going to make me happy, like, like what do I want out there for me to be proud of, but I do want other people to be happy as an extension of that. All I heard you say was that you try not to be too hard. Wow. Not of as course you think. would hear that, you fucking queer. <laughs> Man, Enigma, you're you're getting another F in um, uh, attendance. That's the closest to getting F he'll ever be. Hey. <laughs> um, okay, so final question. Yeah. The interview questions before we jump into the. I, I said the word, didn't I? Um, yes, you did. You have said it a lot. I've been keeping track. Man, Davis is gonna have fun with this one. Um, <laughs> Let, it's time to start making some enemies. Who is best pony? Oh, God. Um, do I have to stick to main six or just, like, any of them? Any. Okay. Um, then from, like, a from an argument standpoint, um, it would probably just have to be Twilight. I'm not saying that Twilight's my favorite pony. I don't know if I want to pick favorites. But she's obviously the focus of the show and has shown way more power and ability than any of the other princesses have. So from a strength standpoint, she's clearly the best. All right. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. It's obviously <laughs> Luna. No, it's fine. We're collecting statistics on, on who best pony is for all of our guests. So I'm going to be interested to see that chart someday. Uh, we're only at four people right now, I think. And right now it's all the princesses. Like literally one guest for one for each princess. <laughs> yeah, Wait, who the hell voted Cadence? Uh, Ch uh Chap Penguin Lips. Yeah, I screamed uh, at him. That's right. I did that. I remember that. <laughs> all right. So 
Let's jump into the user submitted questions. And starting at the very top, we're going to go with Shakespeare Cleese, who has a whole set of questions. Question oh, number boy. one. Have you ever flown a kite in a thunderstorm? Good for you, Bracey. Pronounce it correctly. I'm not sure what half of that pun. is, so probably not. It's a pun. In a thunderstorm. Oh. Kite. Blown a kite in a thunderstorm. Now I get it. Uh, yeah. No, I, I can't even get a kite to fly when it's a sunny day. I am challenged like that. Can you kite in, in a thunderstorm? Nah. Oh, okay. All right, so number two. Do you watch Laura Norder? Uh, I don't know who that is. Law and Order. I am, Law and Order! Why am I taking all of this literally? Holy cow. Um, no, I, I do not watch Law and Order. But there was a really good uh, community episode that spoofed it. That was fun. All right, number three. For all intensive purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was put in there exclusively to mess with pencil. It is. That's why it hurts the most because I know Shakespeare Cleese knows better. <laughs> is, the is the cacophony of nuclear debris a blessing in the skies? Say it right, Priest. Say the word right. Blessing in disguise. No, no. Respectfully. Nuclear? Nu nuclear. Thank you. You know, I'm starting to fucking think that saying really shitty puns like this would be a more effective form of torture. It's, it's true. It's true. I know this. I'm dating priest. I know how this works. Please, I'll give you whatever you want. Just stop. Just stop. So, so voluntary torture, then. Waterboarding is looking real good right about now. <laughs> you know, I'm a little thirsty. Um... The last part of that sentence is not that bad. Or is it a faux pas to take it for granted? Um, trying to figure out how I want to even interpret this one. I don't think it's meant to be. I think it's literally just to upset people. <laughs> people? People. I think it's literally just to upset me. Because he knows that Priest says nuclear instead of nuclear. He knows about my hatred for intensive purposes. Uh, <coughs> I don't think it's a blessing, and I don't think it's a faux pas. I think if people were to freak out, that'd be a pretty, uh, pretty astute reaction. All right. Uh, the next question: Does ballet in the rendezvous aisle build some rapport? Report. Report. I'm really just trying really hard to read through the lines now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not as familiar with uh, with this interpretation as you guys seem to be. Ballet, or, I guess. Rapport. I don't, I don't get it. But. I haven't done ballet, so I, I can't speak on that from experience. All right. Well, the next one looks hard. Um, easy. Do you R O C K in the USA? Oh, yeah, all the time. There you go. Oh! Wow, Chris. Oh! Wow, Chris. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay, number six. 
<clears throat> After a successful career as a nude model, you decided to settle down, retire from the porn business, and start a normal family life in the suburbs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Never nude modeling that. and porn business are not necessarily related. Thank you, Van. Thank you, Van. I actually really considered uh, doing some nude modeling in college for extra cash, but I have this is getting personal, but I have extremely hairy legs and I was afraid somebody was going to make me look like Mr. Tumnus or some shit. Modeling, the pay is very good. It's just really, really distressing when you walk into the art building and see a lot of pictures of you on the walls. You're like, that's not what I expected. <laughs> I when didn't even consider that. And then you remember that that's where all the theater kids that you know and are friends with do their vocal warm-ups, and you walk by and you hear all of them screaming, just screaming endlessly because it's you and your boyfriend naked on the walls everywhere. It's a fun time. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good time. It's good time. You buy. I did make some theater friends. That's a good I didn't have a boyfriend. Oh boy. Are you sure? Yeah. I think I'd remember. Well, you you might. You, you double check. Anyway, number six. <laughs> After a successful career as a nude model, you decide to settle down, retire from the nude modeling business, and start a normal family life in the suburb. Your new spouse is unaware of your checkered past and for a time think that you have left the chapter of your life behind once and for all. But then, years later, you are cleaning your adolescent daughter's room when you find a strange box, and inside is a vibrator of mysterious origin. But that is not what concerns you. What concerns you is all the ancient porn magazines featuring you in the raw, accompanying the dildo, obviously as a masturbatory aid. You realize that she is clearly a confused girl with a taboo infatuation with you. You love her, of course. She's your daughter, and she needs your help. But you decide that you don't want her seeing you like this. Do you get her glasses or contacts? What <laughs> is this? A, is this his attempt at a Vylon yeah. question? I was about. I was it's thinking definitely the exact same thing, and it, I didn't. He's trying to be okay. Um. Well, uh, wait, wait. Well, if she's an adolescent, I would start with glasses because trying to put contacts into a kid is a nightmare. So, Flam, what is what is your read on this? Has somebody who has read all the Vylon questions, Flam? It. This is the equivalent of the Chinese version of Zylon, which you'll find in China, that uh, that uh, steals the intellectual property, but can't nothing can be done about it because he can't sue across country lines. So if Shakespeare please was a toy, he'd be a member of the Sense of Right Alliance. Yes. Yes. He. he yes. <laughs> yes. The, the Chinese bootlegs. Yes. Like version of Zylon. Yes. All right. So let's move on to Alex underscore. Whose first question is, what is your funniest anecdote, man? Also, that is <laughs> that is so much pressure though. Because like the things that I think are funny, everybody else might not necessarily think are funny. And I don't want to ramble on about a story that winds up not being one of those. Um, but I think Priest, you and I actually talked about this one <laughs> earlier this week, I think. Did you want me we to do the BabsCon drunk adventure? Oh yeah, you can do the Babscon drunk adventure. Um, so mm -hmm. little little background for everyone. Um, ben is actually one of the people that comes out with us to uh, Babscon uh, every year, and he's going to be here with us next year, of course, uh, next week, of course, as well. Um, but uh, kind of like you, you have some serious miss. You had a big misadventure getting to Babscon last year, and then you also had a drunk <laughs> adventure. Right. So. Getting to BabsCon, um, 
uh, last year. So I, I traveled by myself. Priest went down ahead of time. Um, and I, I went to the airport think, thinking everything was okay. You know, I, I got the email from my phone. It's like, you know, like you, you go at this time, get your ticket before the flight starts and everything. But what I thought was weird was that it didn't have the, it didn't have a link for the QR code. And I, I've been traveling a little bit uh, since college and almost all of my tickets have always been mailed to my phone uh, with a QR code on it to scan it. And I just thought it was really weird. It was talking about like printing it at the kiosk and stuff, which I'd never had to do. Um, so like, I, I didn't even know where a kiosk was supposed to be. So I, I went up to, oh, what do you call them? Not, not a receptionist, but the, the people who run the bags and everything. The checkers, yeah. The checkers, yeah. So I went up to them and I asked them to help me out and they said, you know, oh, oh, sure, we'll do whatever we can to help. And they start, you know, clacking away at their computers, trying to figure things out. And then one of them asked me, did you bring a passport? I'm just like, I'm going from Nebraska to California. Like, why do I need a passport? And so I'm like, you know, no, I didn't, I didn't bring a passport. I'm, I'm traveling within the States. And they kind of get this confused look on their face and they, they look back at their computers and they're just like, uh, who did your booking? It's like, I, I'm a little bit offended because I did my booking. And they're like, oh, um, you didn't book a ticket to San Jose, California. You booked one to San Jose, Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> Which costs so much money, might I add. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was that much more, actually. Because uh, that's the question everybody... That would be very that, surprising. That was the question everybody kept asking me. It was just like, well, how much was it? Like, like how much did the ticket cost? And obviously it wasn't so much that i was just like oh yeah like that's an absurd ticket price like i didn't even think that much about it um and the, the whole reason i was trying to go to san jose because we were uh, getting together at pencil's place to hang out before the con even started and i was trying to get there early enough so that nobody would have to come and pick me up from the airport um and, and interrupt pencil's party or have to leave pencil's party for that um so long story short, they, they pulled some strings and put me on the flight to San Francisco that I was trying to avoid because it landed at like 11 o'clock at night and, and Priest had to drive an hour away from Pencil's place to come pick me up and then bring me back. And I still feel guilty about that. And when I was booking this year, and, and Priest can vouch for this, I, I must have like verified like 20 different times, is this the one that goes to California? Oh is, yeah, no. Does we... CA mean California? This two-digit letters. <laughs> I, I was. I'm still panicking is about it. it. I'm, I still it feel California? like I'm going to get to the airport and find out I booked wrong again. Mm. Anyways, but then yeah. So at Babs and Priest and Pencil, you might have to help me with like the mm -hmm. beginnings and ends of this because sure. I can only really speak for the middle part. I think we were at the the Klingon bar. Um, I, at least I think that's where I remember last seeing you guys. And I may as well put this out there. I am a supreme lightweight when it comes to drinking. He's adorable. Um, three, three or four drinks. And when I, I say drinks, I'm talking about like a, a 5%. Um, that's usually my happy zone. Five, I start kind of considering going home for the night. And six, I'm not feeling good at all. Um, but I think I had gotten past that six point and was still feeling good. So that is some dangerous stuff right there. Yeah. And so we were at the bar. I think we might've been trying to avoid somebody else who was at the bar. <gasps> um, yes, we were. You were correct. Okay. You are correct. And 
I think I was trying to find a bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. I, I had I had to go use the bathroom, but they the it was a um, it was a room party, and they didn't want guests using the the bathrooms that they had in the hotel room there. Um, so I, I decided to go down to like the the main floors, like where most of the con is hosted, and, and just use one of the bathrooms there. Um, but when I went, so this is only like the second or third floor, or, or maybe the fourth, even again hazy, where you know there, there's people using the elevators going up and down uh, as, as people do in, in hotels. But I I try to be fit. I try to take the stairs whenever I can, and I didn't want to get onto an elevator crowded with a, with a whole bunch of people that I didn't know while drunk. So I was just like, I'll just take the stairs back down. You know that's. That's, that makes sense. Like, like people in hotels use stairs all the time, right? Um, I don't think people were supposed to use these stairs. I don't think these stairs were even supposed to be like open and unlocked. I somehow wound up like in a basement area that was like for maintenance or something. Like there were there were trolleys and pallets and like folding up folded up chairs and this sort of thing. And I think there might have been the laundry room too. Uh, most of it sounds a noise at, at this point. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit lost. Um, and, and I start texting priests and, I, and I'm just like, Hey, come find me. I don't know where I am, which, you know, obviously super descriptive and super helpful. And he's just texting me back. Like what? I don't understand. Where are you? So I start sending him pictures, uh, which I found out the next day were 40 to 60% my finger in front of the camera. <laughs> um, so really not helping trying to get this figure out. Um, but I, even though I was not in a familiar place, I still had a decent sense of internal mapping. I, I pride myself on my internal mapping. So like I had a feeling where I was and there was, there was a door. I'm like, I think I know where this goes. So I opened up the door and it led into one of the convention rooms where somebody was given a presentation on, I don't even know what. I walk in, nobody really acknowledges this guy who came in from behind the panel desk and then just kind of sat on the floor in front of the front row for a little while. <laughs> I just kind of casually watched this. A priest was still texting me and I was replying where I could and just trying to figure out, you know, I, at this point I knew where I was. I knew which room I was in, um, but I think priest was a little confused. So I went back through the door and into another <laughs> door to go to the one that priest thought I was in and sat in the front row of that one uh, where the guy presenting there, they didn't ignore me this time. He enthusiastically greeted me. He was, he was like in the middle of a sentence. Um, we was just like, and then there's this guy and he comes over and he, and he shakes my hand. She's like, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Venate. It's like as loud as I possibly can. He's like, awesome. Have a seat, my friend. And I, I go and I sit down, I'm having a good time. And eventually priest does find me and he sits down next to me and he's just kind of quiet. And he's just like, we gotta go. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just like, just come on, we gotta go. <laughs> so he like, I think he might have taken me by the hand. I don't even remember. Now. I did. I took you by the hand <laughs> and led you back to where everyone was uh, like a uh, child holding and smoking cigarettes. And... You you basically had a relay to me that the person uh, presenting that panel was um, somebody who had a negative history with pencil <laughs> or something. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, well, it's not getting too descriptive. Names but, here. but yeah. <laughs> um, 
so basically we had to go outside where I was cold because I was just in like a, a t-shirt and it was night and I, I wrapped up a, a T-box was wearing his Jesus outfit and I just, you know, what, what do you call it? A sash or something? Yeah, a toga or something. He was wearing. Yeah. A, he was wearing a. He was wearing like a Jesus. He was dressed as Jesus, actually, like actually dressed as Jesus. Horse Jesus, sandals, right? Everything. Horse Jesus. He was horse Jesus, and uh, Bolding was dressed as Julius Caesar, and they were hanging out together. And Bolding was really drunk and talking about his young sex life, and we were all watching and just oh, yeah. Oh God. Oh God, Bolding's young sex life. I don't want to remember <laughs> that. You know you yeah, love bolding. bolding. See, if you had asked the funniest anecdote question of bolding, you would be in oh, stitches we... right now. Asking, I don't... it's wonderful. That'd be a whole cast. Uh, my, my, my stories aren't as good, and I feel bad that I, even though that was weeks ago that bolding was on the cast, I have to still follow that up in some capacity. Oh, it's all good. Um, so um, let's move on to the next question. Uh, that was definitely okay, yeah. good. Um, next question is, do you like Chick-fil-A chicken soup? I don't think I've had it, actually. See, it's not just me, Milk. Well, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of... I mean, are there any Chick-fil-A's in Nebraska? Yes. Maybe like one or two, I want to say. There's like three, and one's right outside my work. Yeah, okay. I haven't been to that one. Okay. The temptation. <laughs> I mean, right. I'd be willing to try it. I think there was one time um, when my family was doing a vacation, we were coming to Colorado, <laughs> uh, and we stopped at a Chick-fil-A for lunch, and it was kind of like, oh, I finally get to see what Chick-fil-A is all about. Uh, turned out it was a Sunday, though. Oh. Closed. All right. Next question. Um, would you rather unavoidably pass slugs from your genitals every time you orgasm or have an insatiable compulsion to insert slugs into your urethra? Um, probably pass them. That seems like it would be less unpleasant to me. Slug passing. Got it. Slug passing. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 technically. I right out of there. Technically, we already passed slugs. They're just really, really, really tiny. And I don't want to know what in the about? world you are fucking talking about. No, what are you talking about? You know, you know, that's, not, you know that's not common in the continental United States. Maybe yeah. in Mexico. <laughs> maybe in Mexico. Do you fucking... have a problem, Enigma? Would you like Enigma. to share with the class what your pet sluggy is all about? You know, so... No, no, I need to know this, because if you have pinworms, I am not staying in the same hotel room as you. Suddenly, Mexico's history makes a lot of sense. And so, Enigma, I, what I, the I, fuck I, are you talking about? I'm saying that sperms under the microscope look like little slugs. Oh, oh, oh. They oh, do not God. look like I've slugs. Got I've got this, guys. Okay. Enigma, you don't have sperm come out your butt. The term to pass means to move something out of your anus. But it, or does butt maybe you're, maybe, you're pushing, maybe you're pushing it back out. Because the question was about genitals. Exactly. Venatus is on my side. No, High not. five. Well, wait, you pass kidney stones, though. That's true. Yeah, so, so it's like, it's like slimy kidney stones versus... that want out. Okay, well, that works too, but no, uh, sperm also do not look like slugs. Not even a little bit, not even slightly. More like tadpoles, actually. Yeah, they, they look like Thank tadpoles. you. Okay. We're especially <laughs> gross this week. This is great. Have you seen a slug ever, Nick? Have you ever even seen one where you live? Of course. Are, are you certain? I mean, they, they walk around with the little pincers, right? Oh my god! Penis slug, guys. Alright, wow. let's, let's just move on. Wow, okay. That, that makes me feel slightly better, and also sad. Let's go. Uh, now we have a fuck, kill, uh, kill, fuck, marry scenario, and of course, here on the Good HAE Podcast, killing yourself is always an option. 
Okay, uh, I've seen there's like a lot of kill fuck Marys in this thread. This is okay. Go go on. Um, man with severe syphilis, woman with crusty cornflakes, or Enigma. Am I always the center of this? So I would probably kill the man with severe syphilis just to put him out of his misery. I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. And then, and now Enigma's on pins and needles to figure this one out. Whether you fuck uh, him or marry him. And right. remember, here at the Good HIE Podcast, killing yourself is always an option. Always. Do I get a condom? No. <laughs> no. We never supply condoms. You know, that is actually, you know what? I am actually, I am legitimately surprised that that question has not been asked yet. Wait, are you so, serious? Mm-hmm. That is never I have never no one's and ever I, said, hey, don't and I talking. haven't been, and I haven't even been on half these casts, and I know that question has not been asked. I feel like that's a very <laughs> important question to ask. You that changes keep... that changes the scenario, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. You want to you want to keep really. your white. That you way you don't keep... have to get any enigma around you. You want to keep your white slugs to yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do, do I still have the penis slugs? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the question. Like, that's that's another thing. Do you can do you consider your anus a genital? In which case, you know, maybe. Oh, that's another thing. It doesn't say where I have to fuck them. Exactly. Okay. Um. So then we'll we'll fuck the woman with crusty cornflakes and marry Enigma. We can be estranged and high five every so often. Every so we, often. We can have an open relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. Implying you'd find. Never mind. We only Sorry. got married. We only got married for tax purposes. Basically. All right. Next question. I've actually considered marrying somebody for tax purposes before, but moving on. What is your favorite species of parasitic wasp? Oh. <clears throat> I wish I were more insect oriented. Um. There's. I think. I saw this on Ninja Turtles once. There's a. There's a wasp that like stings and like mind controls something a little bit and it like serves like the wasp i think that's kind of cool all right uh the ichneumon wasp is better it lays its eggs inside of live caterpillars and then the eggs hatch and eat the caterpillar from the inside out anyway there's also there's also wasps that grow inside peaches and you when you eat a peach you might be eating a wasp and now i'm not hungry for peaches all right next question peaches for me you are a woman who can only achieve orgasm by inserting parasitic wasps into no, your vagina. We are putting so many insects into our vaginas and penises what, and anuses. What, yeah, what's with all the what's with all the uh, Vylon replications here? Like people like Vylon makes very popular posts. Even I know sure. that. This is true. One day, while out shopping for parasitic wasps and parasitic wasp paraphernalia. A little lost girl comes up to you and asks you to help her find her mother. Naturally, you abduct the girl and take her home to help you act out your parasitic wasp-related fantasies. However, you are left with a dilemma. Do you tie her down and insert parasitic wasps into her vagina to see if that excites you, or do you order her to insert the parasitic wasps into you as you roll around in bliss? Okay, hang on. Let me read over this question again. Um, it doesn't get better the second time around, I promise. <laughs> it's not a fine wine. Uh, so, fine wine. So I receive pleasure with parasitic wasps into my vagina. And 
lost girl looking for the mother and I've ad- abducted the mother or abducted the girl. Yes. And uh, so, well, so the girl is a non-willing participant. No matter what. Yes. <laughs> um, God, she's going to be scarred. Well, she's already in, scarred. In one way physically, her. in one way emotionally. I'll go with the uh, just emotional scarring to lessen the impact. Um, make her insert into me. Okay. Man, everyone is trying to be the next Vylon. <laughs> well, now they have prizes on the line. So, I mean, anyway, to Flamin. So, Flamin, wake up. I'm right here, and I've got my brush and a little bit of makeup. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so, <laughs> Flamin, uh, would you rather be touched inappropriately by a priest or by priest? Well, that depends. This is a real hard-hitting question. Is now are now a priest that depends. Would you be Catholic or Protestant? I'm like, I'm like the, I'm like the weird girl that like doesn't get to experiment very much. So when she finally does get to do something, I, I realize I just compared myself to a girl, but take a step back and just like hear Wait, out the analogy. Actually, the like the deciding factor is, is like what division of Christianity this priest is. Like, yes, okay, this is okay. very important. <laughs> are you are you a are you a Catholic priest or are you a Protestant priest slash minister? I'd be more Catholic. Will the Pope sweep this under the rug? Very well. Now, my second follow-up question is, can I dress as an altar boy? <laughs> I'll get the camera. So your next question, Flamer, <laughs> your next question is, <laughs> do you introduce wow. your penis to sexual partners as the Flamen Warper? <clears throat> you know, um, no. I'd actually, I'd actually call it the, the Stalingranaten. Uh, do you so, ever do you ever start the night telling them to feel the burn and then end the night telling them to get tested? <laughs> Jesus no. Christ! No, I I actually I <laughs> pronounce something, but I would actually just call it the steel hand grenade, the stick mm. hand grenade. Afterwards, you don't call it. You don't call it the is, Afterwards, is it a sticky grenade? Yes. <laughs> you don't. You don't call it the potato masher. No, that's that's for uncultured other people and uh may i guess before we go that uh the girl you're with calls her vagina the iron curtains oh that would be if she if she called if she called it the iron curtain i'd call her a fucking uh communist bitch and kick her out of the house (laughs) flame your pants are called the siegfried line no 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 is there ever a battle for the bulge there's a oh Oh, there will be a there will be a battle for Hitler's bulge. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move down to questions from Full Mur. I think I got it this time. I did it right this time. <clears throat> All right, so now questions for Vinaigrette, which I'm pretty sure is Vinates. I'm pretty sure also, as I mentioned, people <laughs> pronounce it wrong all the time. Number one, would you sexual a cartoon horse? See, I'm 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 taking this two ways. One. I shorten it to sex, and the other one I take it to sexualize. So I really I want to. Why not? Why not do both? Pua. Okay. Sexualizer and then fucker. Why not? Um. Yes. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two. <laughs> How much chest floof? 
Um, I think a little bit of chest loop can be fun. Um, but the question is, is there a souk? Wow. <laughs> I mean, are we like Flufflepuff levels or are we like... It's, it's only on the chest. Okay. I mean, like, I, I think it'd be fun to have there. I, I do think it's cute. But then if it gets like too long, then there's just like, you, you get like shedding problems and stuff. In this in they, this chat, uh, Ven talks about how he really feels about pubic hair without actually coming out and saying it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, does, talking does, about pubic hair. But does the floof match the match the carpet? Does the floof match the souk? Next question. Yeah, Number three. <laughs> Socks. Yes. That wasn't a question, Reese. Number four. It just says socks. It was it question. was it was numbered though. Number four. Why Saturday? Do you hate Fridays or something? Why do you hate Fridays? Okay. Um it, it wasn't necessarily my choice to do a Saturday. I, I do apologize if this if this being on Saturday inconvenienced anybody at all. Um like yesterday, yeah, yesterday I was supposed to have a, a work event. Uh, I haven't been at my job for very long and we just got done with a really big project. Um, and our boss wanted to take us all out to dinner and treat us and whatnot. And I had missed a lot of our previous social events for various reasons. So I felt a, a strong need to make absolutely certain that I, I went to this thing as a, a sign of solidarity, solidarity with the team and appreciation and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um then it turned out uh so uh, i'm sure a lot of the the viewers know that that priest is a member of a band and everything and he had a show last night as well um which i'm also sorry i missed because I, I wound up having other plans that replaced the 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 after work dinner uh because that got canceled because it turns out hey nobody wants to do work stuff on a friday evening they want to go home and do their own thing um so just Series of circumstances. I do apologize. Friday would have been fun. I I agree. It's all good, man. No worries. Um, now, quick questions for Pencil. Oh, uh, yeah. Question number one. I recently read When You Least Expect It, and I loved it. What inspired oh, you to write it when it's so different from your normal work? One of my labors of love. I actually try. Uh, most of my stories, I don't give a shit, and I do it for fun and catharsis. Uh, when You Least Expect It is something i actually gave a damn about something i actually put some feeling and passion into and yes it's sex but it's also romance and it makes me happy and i enjoy writing it and if you liked when you least expect it um which by the way is i think now one of like what is it the top 20 very punch stories on the site or something uh you should read the follow-ups uh the waiting room and continue the story anyway that's all all right um and then number two what character do you find easiest to write Oh, Twilight's super easy, but that being said, I write her as basically a sociopath, so. <laughs> well, I do! She's a disgusting, uh, gross sociopath. That's about it. No, you, you said Twilight, right? Yeah. No, I 100% I understand that, because, like, one of my stories I wrote purely with the intent of taking Twilight to less than zero levels, because a snapped Twilight I find just stupidly and enticing and, and so much fun to watch unfold. Well, Priest, uh, how would you describe Twilight and living with Twilight Sparkles weird? Literally a sociopath. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hilarious. Like, what I love about 
like living with Twilight Sparkle is weird. It's like it's really kind of like a fresh spin on kind of like the AIE concepts of um like having just kind of a non live with a pony because Twilight is like freaking deranged in it. And he that said, it's never truly outside of her character. Um like not 100% except for like a few really dark chapters. So it's, and it's it's really funny. It's really funny and it's really good. So it's a special type of deranged. Yeah. I actually oh, yeah. She, she, she makes I, his life miserable on purpose a lot. I'm actually going to add that to my list right now because I do need oh, to Oh, it's, it's yeah. like a non is living with Sheldon from that Big Bang Theory. There is a chapter in which she has nightmares and so she tries to go hug him and instead she just screams nonstop like an alarm in his sleep and refuses to let him go so he starts screaming too in harmony with her. Yeah, if, I remember, <laughs> if, I, if I remember, you wrote that because of one thing that I said. No, I wrote that because I couldn't sleep. I wrote the I wrote the Twilight Talks in her sleep one because of you, Enigma. Alrighty, uh, quick question for me. Uh, number one, uh, what's my favorite OC? Uh, favorite OC is Arianne. Don't look into that too hard. I think she's just really well designed. Uh, let's see, and then actually no, I take that back. It's Button's mom for other reasons. Number two, <laughs> not today, <laughs> big boy. Uh, now question number one for Enigma. Oh God, yes. no! It's praise. Why are we giving Enigma praise? Fuck this! Have you ever considered a spinoff or something for Seventh Tallies and Countings? I love that shit. Actually, I am. The guy who originally commissioned commissioned me for that is thinking me and him are planning a sequel. Okay, cool. Um, now back to guest questions. Number one: Blurry's heart's wings are fuck massive. Do you think that could be compared to a baby with full size full size breasts upon birth? Question, I... would a baby born with full-size breasts at birth try to nurse themselves? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, like, it'd be kind of like the guys trying to suck their own dick, like everyone does it at one point. Like, try would, to. would that Speak quell... for yourself. Would I that am. quell Flurry's hunger, or would it make her hungrier? That's a very good... Probably with the <coughs> observation of energy, she'd probably just get hungrier very slowly, though. Hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't think it would be comparable though. Um, wings to me are just like another limb, like arms or legs. So I think it'd be more like having like a baby with friggin' gorilla arms. That's what I'm seeing <laughs> in my head. I was so I like sure it. you were gonna say like a baby with six fingers on each hand. Eh, not so much. Coming like, out, the, the wings are way more dexterous than that. So okay. priest, so priest. I don't Herb know if this less. is appropriate or too soon, but have you seen the baby? Stop. No. It's time to stop. Okay. God. Okay. Number two. Thoughts on the MLP movie announcement. Ben, what do you Don't think? Don't care. Gonna see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to see it. I'm, I'm intrigued by the art style. I've, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't go too far into the cutesy direction. Like, once we can actually see more of it, like, with an actual setting and, and background and everything. Um, but just the fact that it looks a step above like the traditional like flash animation that they've been doing, um, that, that, that interests me. And obviously they, they, they have a huge lineup of just A-list stars doing a lot of the voice work and they know they want to make something really big and epic. And I, we, we know that they can do that. Um, I think after, at least, I, I think in particular of the season two and season four finales, um, 
those I found just mind blowing. And I don't, I'm sure a lot of people are in agreement on that. It's just like, okay, like they, they took this, this kids show for girls in that direction. I think they could do something really fun with it if they really put their minds to it, but we'll just have to see. I'm, I'm optimistic, but also a little bit hesitant. Will the movie be ruined for pencil as Spike gets another song? <laughs> yes, yes, it she will. will. She will walk out of the theater. Fingers was, held high. All she'll be like, nope, that nope, teaser, actually? nope. Oh. Yeah, she I wonder what his new, new-ish design is like. Hers quietly. <laughs> like, so, just, to, uh, what if what if they redesigned Spike with his voice and everything to a, like, a character that a pencil actually likes and pencil can't handle it? Oh, I can handle it. I've been waiting for Spike to be good. I was excited for Spike to be like a better character at the beginning of this show because like the voice and horribleness of Spike in the original, which was like, what do you think? Like, I, 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 I talk like this all the time. I'm sorry, Lickety Slate. Where are we supposed to go? And I'm like, okay, so I guess the new Spike, it's going to be better. And then he's like, Twilight. And I was like, fuck everything. He's not bad. It's the moment he opened a baby dragon. Which, you know what? I don't understand. So like, Spike was born when Twilight was basically adolescent. <laughs> she's, she's full grown now, but Spike is still a baby. He's two Are, years old. Hasn't like hasn't three years passed in the show already? Uh yeah, three years at this point has passed. And we, Spike is still gone. a baby. Yeah, don't isn't oh, yeah. it isn't it confirmed though that dragons have like different aging abilities? Yeah. That's right. just that's just the thing though, because when he was talking about uh, Garble at one point, I think he referred to him as a teenager. So like, right. so like dragon years are similar but then the real question is how long is a pony year because i, I don't think they have the same calendar that we do well, okay Gra- granny smith was apparently there when ponyville was founded a yeah. hundred years ago anyway shit's fucked i think a lot about timetables and stuff and it's important fucked. it's really important it is you ever think about what calendars are going to be like when we colonize mars yeah, like that's gonna mess with everything. Well, it's gonna be longer. We're gonna have longer years, technically. Yeah. Well, for the people on Mars, I'm sure there's gonna be people the, on Earth. Well, for to like Earth years versus Mars years, it'll be like dog years. Mm-hmm. How many sp- how many space years are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. we're, we're gonna need like a galactic standard. Well, yeah, we'd have galactic a galactic standard ca- time. Yeah, but that's it makes sense. Why in sci-fi things they have like a galactic calendar? Yeah. Some of them do. Sometimes they're just super vague, and it's like, oh, you know, we've been in space for, for 20 years, and it's like, 20 years of what planet? <laughs> Drives me crazy. Physics, Why is there yeah. sounds in space? Uh, sorry, I've been drinking on the words, and I shouldn't be. I'm rambling. Yeah, you should be. That's that's our job. Next All right, let's, let, let's get around it. What? Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't mind me. I'm just going to, like, like mucus throw up question um uh number three do stories write themselves or are you just putting them into words or do you actually create the plots oh is that one me yes um that's a good question actually um so i never write anything unless it's something that really invigorates and inspires me um a lot of the things that i do come from various sources of inspiration and then it just kind of plants like a seed and, and buds. And from that, I get a lot of various little plot points. And then the rest of the story, I, I outline everything before I even write a single chapter. 
you know, or sometimes I'll do like in a dialogue exchange or something like that if something is really good. But I start connecting the dots between all these inspirations. Like this is a scene that I, I really want to write, or this is like a uh, symbolism that I really want to do. This is a a, uh, a, a gun that I want to go off later in the chapter. Was it Chekhov's gun, I want to say? Um, yeah. That I think would be really fun. Um, and then once I actually start writing, well, like once the, the outline is thoroughly in mind, the writing part itself, it, 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 it like, like the words in the question itself says, it pretty much writes itself. It just, it just flows out of me at that point. This is going to sound so pretentious, but at that point, the story itself is alive and I am just the vessel that that's putting it out there. Okay. I so said the, it was pretentious. Uh, no. <laughs> so the story is sticking its hand up your bum and basically you're its meat puppet. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, you ever see that there was like a comic where like somebody like birthed a baby out of a pen or something like that? What? Yeah. That's new to me. That sounds like it'd be a fun one to Google. This sounds like a new fetish oh, wow. or pencil. <laughs> I don't have a lot of fetishes. Milk's the one with all the fetishes. Um, yeah, I, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, I think you nailed it pretty well. Uh, we're going to move on, though, because uh, I'm realizing we're an hour in already. We're having fun. No worries. Relax. So uh, we're going to go to questions from Tony Montana, who asks, whose palm did you grease? Uh, well, I, I mean, my hands do time. dry out here. Hey, greasy um, palms are great. Just ask Bruce. Yeah, no, it... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Provides provides well, extra lubrication. Let's, let, let's be real. There was a, a small amount of nepotism. I honestly like. I think my palm was greased for for me to get on this cast. Like, it's it's true. I actually had to convince you that it was okay. I yeah I, you know I I don't have the the biggest follower count in the world. You know I don't have the the most reads in the world. I I recognize this and acknowledge this. But, um, Bruce was pretty adamant that he thought I'd have a fun time on the show, and and here I am. Well, also, you're going to see all of us next week. <laughs> well, yes, yes. And I'm very much looking forward to that. So, Should we remind the people, in case they've forgotten or don't know, what next week is? BabsCon. Yep, next week is definitely BabsCon. Um, we'll release more about that for later, not to worry. Well, we'll talk at the end what we're going to do for, like, the panel and stuff. Anyway, um, what does Marcellus Wallace look like? A bitch. He does not look like a bitch. That's the point. Well, it depends on who you ask. Also, because I get to do this and it's appropriate to our drinking words. Say what again? Say what again, motherfucker? I double yeah, you motherfucker. What? Big Kahuna burger, huh? Seems mighty tasty. <laughs> can can I re can I reenact that one scene from my favorite whitest kids you know thing? What? What? <laughs> what? Uh, what? What? No. no. Hey, what? No, what? No, no. I do love that skit. Man. <laughs> Was it you, oh. String Bean? That, rem that scene is actually inspiring me to write a small one shot in the future based it's on called that. what? It should be called what? Yeah, I was, yeah, it's, I think it's actually going to be called that. We'll see. But, um, yeah, it's, I'll talk about it later. All right. Uh, what country are you from? Uh, the United States. What? America. Ain't a country I've heard of. They speak English and what? <laughs> drink. Just start drinking, guys. Start drinking and don't stop. Just don't stop. Just drink. 
Do you have anything to add on to that, or should I just polish this? It's a turd. Whoa. Go ahead and polish it. Okay. Priest can Say polish it with his again. fingers. Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what? One more goddamn time. We already what? did all of that. I know. We're going to have to drain this thing. Bit. Okay. Yeah. Drinking game on this cast is just drink the whole bottle, you fucking queers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to go now to the Trith Tale, who says, uh, big fan of everyone, but we have to ask, um, after watching the cast for a while, will you ever give Enigma the hug he needs after tearing down, uh, him down every week? Also, I you should will, burn his Patreon to the ground. I will definitely hug Enigma at the con, and he won't like it. I'll be very uncomfortable with the, like, positive reinforcement. What's this? And then, and then Pencil will... will promptly wipe her hands. I will also hug my husband. <gasps> Is Enigma your husband now? Did we that just was have an earlier question, was it oh not? Yeah, yeah, that was. That was. We're, we're just we're estranged, but we're on speaking terms. That was All basically the wedding. Yeah. Enigma Venatis, I ship that. Right. How, do you, how, do you, how would you do that? Like Enigmaatis. That, that rolls off not too bad. Enigmatis. Enigmatis. I was going to say Enigmatis. Ed- 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 okay, yeah. We're hurting ourselves. Or Venigma. His, his proposal for a... <laughs> his, his Venigma! Proposal, I like that. Venatis' proposal pre- ring was basically the uh, drawing he did of Amber Wet. Oh, no, no, no. Venagma. Oh, yeah. Venagma. It's Venagma. Venagma. I, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, I, I did do the... Uh, I, I mentioned that I dabbled in a little bit of art, and yeah, yeah, the the uh, wet ember picture. Let's do this. All right, let's go to questions from Lieutenant Major Dude, who asks, number one, who are you? I'm Venates. Number two, are you looking forward to season seven? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really not sure how I feel with the uh, changelings and everything. Like, I- I'm sure that's a, a contentious point for a lot of people in the fandom right now. You mean the Skittles? But, yeah. Um, but I'm really curious to see what direction they're going to take it, especially from what teasers I have uh, allowed myself to see. All right. Um, what inspired you to start writing Pony Words? Um, so I started reading uh, a couple of years ago after Pre sent me something and I wanted to find something that was actually good. Um, <laughs> sorry, buddy. That was fine. <laughs> Um, I, I'm trying to remember. So I had spent months reading, and I and I was seeking out as much as I could for for what I saw as considered um, some some of the top quality works. Um, so some a couple of them that were more um, not necessarily underdog, but it, it just did a whole lot of reading. And there was at one point. So my first story, I thought it was only going to be one and done kind of situation. I was doing it right one story and then never again. Obviously, that, that didn't wind up quite being the case. Um, but I have a, a playlist on YouTube that I do that's full of uh, brony music uh, that I listened to while I was working on the Flash animation that I, I mentioned earlier in, in the stream. And one of the, one of the songs came up. It was, it was one of Living Tombstones. And I, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of it. 
um because there was two there's he has he has one about octavia and one about vinyl scratch and i was listening to one of those and i, I might they might have been back to back and i kind of noticed that there was a part halfway through each song where they kind of overlap a little bit and you find and you figure out that they're two songs telling two sides of the same story and that just kind of got stuck in my head it's just like like what led them to this point in in their life like like what are they doing with their lives now who were they back when they still knew each other because the, the songs imply that they hadn't heard from one another in a very long time and i and i just kind of let my imagination wander with that for a while um and, and it led to a point where i hashed out a quick outline and spent a week in writing and then I think the following Monday, I, I messaged Priest and I said, hey, um, I wrote 50,000 words over the weekend. Can you look over this real quick? <laughs> Good Lord. I had, <laughs> I had feelings. <laughs> but I would have feelings over somebody came at me like that. I'd be like, oh, uh, hi. Yeah, but like I, I, there was literally nobody in, else in my life I could possibly ask to do that. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Well, at we that point in that. time. Okay. At that point in time, this this was months before we met you, pencil. Um, and it, honestly, like Priest is still pretty much my number one guy when it comes to pre-reading my stuff. I just I, I trust him immensely, and no, he he knows how to make sure that I don't hate myself after criticism. Whereas I don't. I make people hate themselves after criticism on purpose. Yeah, I, I've seen the way you treat Ingma. It, it worries oh, yeah. me. Just to be sure, I, I could still I could still breed, right? <laughs> oh, then maybe. You just have to learn how to procreate. Yeah, and I'm not teaching you. You have to figure that out on your own. I'm sure my slugs can do it for me. Although if you Jesus. do, I get everything in the divorce. Number four. <laughs> A celebrity does a live reading of one of your stories, Ben. Who would it be? And it can't be Morgan Freeman. Um... It would depend on the story, because I have some lighter, happier stories, and then some not so happy stories. Um, Ryan Reynolds could probably do a really fun narration of something oh, to put his mind fun. to it. Yeah. What about what about Neil? What about Neil Patrick Harris? I could see that too, and he he's dabbled in voice acting. Definitely. All right. Uh, now we're going to move down to questions from the other other guy who has another fuck, kill, marry scenario. I told you there's a lot of them in here. And this time it's Dead Mother's Edition. So between Applejack's mom, Celestia's mom, and Scootaloo's mom. Can I preemptively ask if we're doing the Dead Mother's Edition, what is even the point of having a kill option? Well, you can kill yourself. <laughs> you kill them like double dead. Okay. Um, so we're going to do this elimination style. Uh, starting with Applejack's mother. So she's had three kids, so she might not be the greatest lay in the world. And if I married her, I would inherit the farm and have to do farm work, which there's a reason I became a software programmer. So we'll, we'll kill Applejack's mother. Applejack's strong. She's already handled it once. Um, so Celestia's mother and Scootaloo's mother. I would go with, I would go with fucking Celestia's mother pretty much just to say that I did. Because at that point, it's like, 
you laid God. Like, like what else is there going on in the world? You could get like a, a primordial super STD and it's just like, nobody can take that away from you. Primordial? <laughs> nobody <laughs> can take that away from you. I want to just highlight that. For you'd, you. wear that you'd wear that as a badge of, <laughs> of honor. And it's just like, you know what? You know how you get this STD that, that's horrible and, and burning and life is miserable? It's like, yeah, I fucked God. Yeah, I this, have super I, I, Yeah, I have fucking Ebola AIDS right now. It's <laughs> Sounds like a cereal. Mm. Um, it- so then, so then that would leave uh, marriage with Scootaloo's mother, who's uh, you know already absentee, so there's not a whole lot of responsibility there. Isn't Celestia's mother Lauren Faust? No, that's a, that's some shitty canon in my or, or shitty fan canon. Something like that, yes. Um. So, <clears throat> next question: Would you rather? Eat a gooey pubes uh, and blood soup, or eat a crunchy cunt, cunt flake tortilla. Uh, Ooh. Or kill yourself. Or kill yourself. Killing myself does actually sound like the better option. In this instance. <laughs> I have a limited number of kill cells. I mean, that's kind of a one-time only thing. In, in no, 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 no. You you can kill yourself for every option. Yeah, reading that makes me want to kill myself. It's always an option. <laughs> And then finally, always. Finally, what is the most disgusting sound you can make, and can you make it for us? Yes, please. Uh, we'll see. I got. I do have something I can do with my cheek. I have to see if I can angle the mic right. Oh no! It sounds like someone. It sounds like someone shuffling cards that are wet. Yeah, no, that's I, accurate. That's I an innocent way of putting it. Okay, we're gonna move to explosions. <laughs> yes, number one. When is it okay to not be okay? If you're ever at a moment where you don't think you're okay, you're probably right. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be okay. Since we're not related, it'll be okay. <laughs> number two. Why have you written no clop? You disappoint us all, you pervert. Yeah. This was this was actually one of my hesitations when it comes to like coming on of this show and Priest had to be like, no, plenty of people have been uh guests who have not written clock before. You won't be the only one. And um You're not the only one, but we give them shit too. Right. Yeah, seriously. So uh, I don't know exactly how um write clop. I don't write clop, no. Um, so, so pretty much all of the less than savory questions earlier, I have had to adopt another personality to answer because I'm generally, I consider myself a fairly innocent person when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Um, the, the idea of writing club is just not a comfortable thought for me. Um, and I, and I think that could be said with like, not even necessarily just pony either. Like, I don't think I could write a, a human based romantic piece that was just straight smut pornography either like I, I i couldn't write anything like 50 shades of gray that's just what about romantic club <laughs> see I, I haven't really written a romance either there's been sprinklings of romance and a couple of the things that i've done but it's it's not something i've ever felt like i could do well on, on top of not being something that I just wouldn't feel comfortable writing. And I, I think a lot of that comes from, I had a, a fairly conservative upbringing. I know. Um, so 
when I think about a lot of that stuff, it's just like, oh my God, like what if my family discovered this? And I just cannot get past that thought. Well, remember, killing yourself is always an option. So yeah. when that... <laughs> See, <clears throat> I can totally understand that as someone whose family has seen their clockwork and uh, it's not a fun experience. Yeah. So I can't um, believe your family likes me, Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Number three. Are you part of another real fandom? Uh, I can't say for sure. The, the level of depth that I have here with the the fan fiction, the animation, the art, that is above and beyond what I've ever done for anything else ever. Like, like I've, I've drawn other things. Like, even just recently, I drew, um, I drew a Legend of Korra picture after the season three finale of that show. But that's not necessarily, you know, me saying I'm a part of that fandom. I wrote uh, a Legend of Zelda fan fiction back in, like, middle school. Obviously, I don't count that too terribly much. Um, and I've never really been to a specified convention for anything. Um, there, there was a, a, a convention I went to in Nebraska a couple of months ago where I dressed as an Overwatch character. But even then, I wouldn't say like I'm part of an Overwatch fandom in any capacity. What Overwatch character did you go as? Uh, Soldier 76. Like they, The mask for that came up in my Facebook feed at one point. And then it was just kind of like, oh, like I can just get the mask. I don't have to make it. I, that, that's easy. And then everything else was just, it wasn't anything complicated, pretty much all store-bought. Uh, but I did do my own makeup, which was the first time I've ever like done makeup on myself. You fun? actually did really well. And it was the it's, first time I... It was actually kind of fun to do. We went, we both went to that con and uh, I went as McCree. And that, that, that was rough because that was yeah. the first time I actually Is built that... a cosplay before. Wait, is that why there's an image of you with booty pants? I imagine so. What? I'm talking about you, Priest. The chaps. Booty. Oh, yes. That's why I had assless chaps. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> um, uh, then, the next question is, does bestial pedophilia turn you on? What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. We have to ask. Is, is milk awake? Milk. Wake up. Is milk, milk, milk. Is what? Is bestial pedophilia your fetish? Do what now? Is bestial pedophilia your fetish? Okay, you're gonna have to like spell it out in words. <laughs> I'm drunk. Sorry. Come is on. sexy tiny fillies your fetish? Oh, filly fillies. Sexy no, tiny fillies. So we're not defined tiny. Are we talking children or are we talking? Are we talking just like midget the horses? Children is implied by pedophilia. No, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that one. No, no, let's let's no, that's bad. Okay. We finally got something that's not no you guys. Oh. It finally happened. It finally happened. Yeah, yeah I'm not. That's a. I'm not getting on no sex fender thingy for he, he, fucking he a much, kid. He just he much prefers just zippity zippity do it up. Scatting. What exactly? What? Scatman. Scat. Scat Scat. Uh, gotcha. I mean, drink. I mean, throw some skull fucking in there, and we are set. All Perfect. right, let's let's. Okay, so <clears throat> final question from Explosions, Mr. Venantes, you cannot define what is and isn't art. Art has no true boundaries or of consistency. In fact, art's inconsistencies are what make it beautiful. 
However, art can be described. Some is colorful and loud, while other art is dreary and depressing. And art is a lot like life. You know why? Because art imitates life. It imitates our dreary, depressing tales of war. It imitates our loud and colorful parties of lifetimes. But yet, life also shares another thing in common with art. Life has no defined boundaries of consistency. This is what I say. It is not art that is in the eye of the beholder, but life. So, Mr. Beholder, what is life? That was beautiful. Um, gay. Gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> life is in the eye of the beholder. It's, it's basically then life is whatever you make it to be. I know that's kind of an what easy is answer. What is life for you? Life for me. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. Oh, Welcome to the boy. Good Therapy Podcast. <laughs> no, Life for me is you? knowing that you can't be perfect, but always striving to be better, to be, to be the best version of you that you can be, because ultimately you're the only person that you need to impress. Now, how does um, that make you feel? Like I'm going to die someday. Aww. Cute. No, really, it's... I used to be in a in a much darker place, and, and which is kind of prevalent throughout the fandom, weirdly enough. Um, but I've gotten to a point through a lot of, not necessarily diligence, but just me doing things for me. There used to be a lot of stuff where you know it's like I, I have to impress this person, or I'm doing something to and, and to spite this person. But I'm at a point now where I've just been trying to be a good person and try to be better. And I, I think it's just had a domino effect in a lot of other aspects. So everyone go tell Ben that he's a good person. Yep, everyone tell Ben what a great person he is. Give him I want to see the chat just filled. Indeed. Up, now please, ben, now please place $200 <laughs> on our desk. Ben, 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 yeah. you're, you're a good husband. Thank you. I mean, you know, we've, we've been estranged for a while now, but it does a heart good to know that you still feel that way. Only a little bit. Moving on. I will take so now, a little bit, you know, like when we first got married. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Now we, now we just need some air horns going on right now. Fucking, because that was some MLG oh. slaying. All right, so now we have some questions from some loser named Flutter Priest um, who decided to get ironic and uh, bite back at you a little bit. He says, <laughs> whatever happened to Octavia's dad and Octavia's reprise? Okay, so for the record, all the questions here I had listed in a blog post uh, for my followers because I, I, I'm, sure, I'm not sure if there are any followers in the stream. I'm not watching the chat right now or, or if any of them are even interested in this. Well, so. right now the chat is saying you're evil, you're a monster, no clop. Where are your pony words? Okay, that, that sounds about right. I, I knew I'd be ostracized in this chat. <laughs> Why did you make me do this? It's um, for your own good. So I'll, I'll make these super vague because I'm sure a lot of these questions, um, I, like I said, unless there's anybody in the chat right now who's like, yes, I've, I've read some of this stuff. You know, I, I don't want to bore anybody for too long here. Um, so Octavia's dad and Octavia's surprise. Uh, Octavia's surprise is my first story. Uh, and we find out that in Octavia's adulthood, her dad's not really a factor anymore. Um, her, her mom's still around. She, she goes and visits her mom in a, in a later chapter. Uh, and I've thought a lot about um, possibly 
do, doing a sequel to that story um, where he would not necessarily come back, but to kind of discover like where he is, what he's doing and on all this sort of thing. Um, but it's, it's really vague stuff. Um, I, I think I mentioned that th this is the story that was based on the two songs from Living Tombstone. And I, initially I was going to be the writer who, who turned Brony music into, into full-fledged stories and that wound up not happening. So I was kind of waiting for new songs to kind of inspire a new story, but uh, most songs I've heard about the pairing are, are basically the same thing. It's like, hey, we're different, but that's cool. We're a couple now. Um, and it's not, it's not really a whole lot for me to build on for a story. So uh, longer answer than it needed to be. Um, her, dad, her dad's out there. I just haven't decided what he's doing yet. Awesome. That's, that's cool. I haven't read the story, but I do, I do appreciate that there's actually thought put into this lore. Yeah, it's like and this story was actually, like I said, it was supposed to be my one and done story. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of my love letter to the fandom. <laughs> there's there's little bits and references about the show or, or other fan works and, and, and it's kind of sprinkled in there. Um, and I, I try to write my stories as close to canon as I possibly can, uh, unless I decide to buck fuck them, which is what the last question was about. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't blame you for not reading it. It's, it's 50,000 words long. Well, I just it's, didn't know, I just didn't know it existed. So, but I like Octavia, so I may give it a look. Oh, it's, it's, it's 50,000 words of gray. gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really honest. Like I've read the, everything that Benatis has ever put out. And I, I really do think as far as like writers on film fiction goes, he's kind of an uncovered gem a little bit. I'd agree with that. Well then. Well, if others are recommending your work, I'm definitely going to have to look into it because I need I, more reading material. Thank you. Certainly, well, I, I, I certainly recommend them. So. I, I will say initially that as my first work, um, it has been described to me as a little bit purple. Um, I, I get a little superfluous with some of the writing because when I was writing that one, I wanted every scene to be like a picture and I might have gone too far in a couple of directions. But as long as mm. you can handle that, it is something that I am very proud of. Trust me, Flam can handle that. Easily, especially when it came to my first story and how I don't know how it got where it did, nor how people stayed around yeah. in enormous hindsight. So worry not. Great. So <clears throat> question number two references your story that was um, highlighted by the Royal Canterlot Library. Mm. Uh, why haven't you written a story for anyone in the main six other than Pinkie Pie? Right. So I, as I mentioned earlier, like I never really sit down and explicitly say, this is the kind of story that I want to write today. I only write when a strong piece of inspiration comes from somewhere. Um, in, the, in the case of, of Pinkie Pie, um, that one being uh, Pinkie Pie and the Quest for Missing Smiles, that one came to me uh, kind, of, kind of like Octavia's reprise. I was listening to a song um, and that one was actually the Smile, Smile, Smile from the show. And she had a line in that, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how that line goes. Uh, um, remind me, I can help you. It, it, it's something about um, uh, how, how make, helping friends smile makes your whole life worthwhile. I know I butchered that right now. Um, hold on. Um, really make me happy, make my whole life worthwhile. Yeah. When I talk to my friends and get them to smile. Yes, that exactly. And I, I feel like I would have that if I had not been drinking. Um, 
but I, I was I was doing dishes or something. And I just started thinking about that line, and I thought, well, what would happen if Pinkie Pie couldn't get her friends to smile? If there was some reason, like like there is there was something stopping them from smiling, like like what would happen to her? Like what would happen to her life if that was all that was keeping her going? Sorry. Um, all all of the lads start drinking. <laughs> There, yes, there was which, so many. Which is which is a, a, a which is very dark. You know, the story is for the most part uh, a little more lighthearted than what I, I just described. But um, that's that's what drove me to write that story. And, and Pinkie Pie is not even my favorite member of of the main six. She was just the main focus of that piece of inspiration. So if anything ever comes along that I, I am I feel something strong within me that's like this is a story that needs to be told about this other character. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Like these things, I I sit there and I whack away at the computer until they're done. Um, yeah, basically. But for for right now, it's just Pinkie Pie. Awesome. Uh, number three, uh, I just read the longevity theory, which is my favorite story of yours. Uh, mm-hmm. You uh, you okay, man? <laughs> so so longevity theory is is the only dark piece of work that I have, and is one of the shorter ones. So it's easy it's an easy one to pick up and it's kind of a as priest favorite one that, that he and I both used to try to like bring people into the fold. Um, yeah. So that one came from when I was reading, they put out comics that were like the origins of a lot of the villains on the show, like a uh, fiendship is magic. I want to say it was. Yes. And I just thought it was really interesting. I, I know it's basically not even Canon, not, not even close to Canon, but it's still really interesting to me. And it also brought to light like just how many of them have been around for like a thousand years plus. I thought that was kind of interesting. So the longevity theory, I wanted to build on the idea of somebody becoming evil on purpose in order to see if they would also live forever. In order to do that, I pretty much had to do myself in a dark place. And a lot of it comes from back when I, I, I used to keep a journal myself it was a place I, I, I wanted something to reference back to things and because I have terrible memory and there was a lot of stuff in my life that I didn't want to forget. But there were other days I just needed a journal to vent into to feel better at the end of the day. But it got to the point where things in my life were going really well. And I would get to the end of the day and start, I would, I would boot up my journal because I, I keep it digitally. And I would just start writing. I would start focusing on all the negative stuff that happened in the day, little petty things, because that's what I was used to doing in my journal was, was coming to it and writing down all the stuff that was bothering me, the stuff that I wanted out of my head. So it just became a very negative place for me. And I kind of funneled that into longevity theory when I decided to make it a journal entry style piece. Okay. Uh, and then last but not least, um, one of the few times I've told you in your stories, what the actual shit are you doing? Um, <laughs> what happened with the ponies protecting ponies ending? ending? Right. What happened so, with the voice crack? Shit. <laughs> so ponies protecting ponies is interesting in that it's both my most liked and my most disliked story. Um, and it is kind of not necessarily one that put me like on the proverbial map. But like, I guess I got a little blip at some point. It, it was featured by Equestria Daily, which is where I got most of my traffic. Um, that one, it started out, it was supposed to be straight parody. Uh, I, was, I was sick and watching a lot of Archer at the time, which, where I got the idea for writing a, a story on secret Asian ponies. 
Um, so it was, it was supposed to be lighthearted and humorous and it was supposed to get, it was supposed to still follow the canon very closely. It's, it's alternative universe. Don't get me wrong about that, but it's supposed to follow the canon very closely so that when somebody would go back and watch episodes of the show and kind of see these characters in the background, they would think back to the story and kind of chuckle a little bit and say, you know, I can almost see that. I can almost see what happened in the story actually happening in the background of the TV show. Um, and, and so I, I had to make them an important as secret agents. This, this, this story takes place during the series opener um, with the summer sun celebration and nightmare moon and everything. And I wanted to make sure they had an impact on the story. And I don't want to say too much without spoiling it. Um, but I basically took the cannon, put, turned it upside down and shat on it. Um, but not like, I didn't mean to do it in a way where I was mocking the show or ridiculing the show. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people have taken it that way. But I think that's also partially my fault because after writing Octavia's reprise, I could not help but hit everything and every character with a drama stick. So like there's serious points in this story that's that's supposed to be straight parody and comedy where it's just like, oh, like this person's had to deal with death and and this one's a single mom and this one, you know, is is crazy. Actually, a lot of them are kind of affected by death in, in one way or another. And so it wound up being a much more serious piece. And I think because I was taking the story seriously, a lot of other people started taking the story too seriously, which, which led to some of the controversy. Um, it did not completely deter me from writing a, a follow-up sequel, um, which has been better received so far. And I, I mean, I took a lot of the comments on that, but it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go back and, and change that story and where it went because ultimately nine out of 10 people enjoyed it. And, you know, I'm not going to change it at the many people liked it. All right. Um, so uh, then, um, Josh, uh, we're going to try and rapid fire a little bit because we've got about a half hour left. Oh, jeez. Uh, but um, uh, my little cheeky comment, uh, did you expect these questions? Uh, I pretty much did not. So, okay, you're, saying, so you're saying you didn't prepare for this? Uh, I... I was optimistically prepared. It's just All right. Like, well, hi, what nice we don't try. expect. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to go to nobody special who asks, what should I invest my $10 on? Um, beer. Next question. Uh, what kind of disease are you guys carrying? Um, I am the disease. Next question. Uh, how will the world end? Probably nuclear Holocaust. I'm a little worried about things with Russia right now, but we don't need to dive into that. No politics. Okay. <laughs> On the scale of one to 10, how sexy am I? Uh, nobody special that is. Um, well, obviously you're nobody special. So not sexy. I'm, I'm oh. sorry. That, that came out really mean, but wow, no, no, you fit it just perfect hard. there. That was a hot burn. Good job. <laughs> oh, um, um, okay. So now we're going to go to Desh Loon. I keep messing up their name. Uh, and there was a comment at the bottom. Uh, if you could, would you? Probably. If Monkey's uncle was a chimp, what is a monkey? And then you say monkey is the name. You gave it away in the question. Monkey monkey is a chimp because his name's monkey. He's not actually a monkey. Oh. 
He gave it away? Because he says monkey is the name. Or was that deleted? Hang on, I'm refreshing. No, no it says there. it's still there. Okay, yep. I guess I'm done. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if if the guilt is ridden, can you write it? Probably. Right into the sunset. That, you can ride that guilt all the way to the bank. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, no to yes, yes to no. I've got snow. Um, it's April, so yes, because yes means no in this. It's another riddle. I got it. I'm drunk, but I got it. Yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, do you play Dark Souls? Uh, I do not. Um, my brother does, and I've seen a lot of like videos of people playing it. Um. Which I could offer more to that conversation. I know a lot of people are really big into those games. All right. And then last but not least, there's the thing for Enigma. Um, sorry about last time, uh, but a comeback would be humorous objective, and it just didn't hit any of my amusements. Would that make up for it? I, I have no. Yeah, I have no idea what this guy's apologizing for. I have no idea what he's referring to. I'm pretty so, sure anything you said to Enigma would not have been as harsh as what we say to Enigma every day. At the end of the day, we don't hold grudges of the Good HAE podcast. Don't worry about it. We do tell you in your sleep, but we don't hold grudges. And now, of course, it's time for everyone's favorite time. <gasps> it's time for questions with Byline. She, she does need her own jingle. She really does. That's all <laughs> I ever do. I, I'll actually write one for her one of these days and sing it. I promise. And then we can get a soundboard? And I, no, and I we can... will never have a soundboard again. We tried yeah. that. Cocked it up. You cocked it up, Paris. Anyway. All right. So, question number one: What would you say are the main differences between a question daily and fan fiction? Well, that's weirdly normal. Um, I mean, the the differences are kind of obvious to me. I mean, a question daily is is more news site. You know, they 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 kind of try to cover as much of the fandom in general as they can, whereas fan fiction is straight fan fiction. Here you go. Read it. Have fun. I don't know. I, I know we're trying to do rapid fire questions right now. Otherwise, I'd probably go deeper. But I, don't, I think that'll have to do for now. <laughs> it's okay. Never mind. <sighs> okay. How how different does reputation play a role on both sites for users? Oh boy. Um. I mean, so reputation on fem fiction. If if followers like somebody, they'll get them right up to the front, but I think with Equestria Daily, it's more about who the editors like or yeah. who drives their posts. I'm, I'm a little bit salty because even though Equestria Daily has posted some of my stuff and I love <laughs> them for that, uh, they, they never did post my Flash animation despite submitting that to them. It's just kind of like, what the hell? Okay. Nowadays they would have. They're starved for content, so there you go. <laughs> True. They let me on the site, so yeah, they're starving. After, after you hoard yourself, and now you know what it feels like to be a real writer, don't you, Enigma? Oh, writer, like R-I-D-E-R. -E Probably. In both senses of the word. Mm. So, number three, how does it feel to be a multi-feature on either site? Um, well, I've, I've never been featured on Fem Fiction, so I can't really uh, speak oh, to that. Royal Canterlot Library. Uh, oh, you mean the feature in that regard? I was I was thinking about like the feature box and everything. Um, Guys, viewers, you just heard it. You just heard it to your viewers. We need to get one of his stories into the feature box. He has a new one out today. Let's see if we can do that's it because we've done it before actually, because that's we are actually assholes. Been, that's actually been doing okay for itself. I've been monitoring it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm highly flattered, but I, I, 
don't need any of that to happen artificially. Don't shut up. Shut up. We're doing it. Don't don't try to do it. We're doing you it. You can eat a dick, Venatis. <laughs> We're doing this whether you like it or fucking not. Okay. Um, yeah, the power. So, we thought it before. So, yes. So, so featured on, on Fit Fiction. I, I haven't featured on Fit Fiction through both Broke um, Carolot Library, um, Seattle's Angels, and, and Hot Muffins once as well. Um, and, and yeah, a couple of times on Question Daily with, with, with two or three of them. And it, it's very gratifying. You know, it's, it's I, I think anybody who puts anything to either side really hopes to see kind of that level of appreciation because i know a lot of people out there they'll do something and and they'll have a lot of likes on a story or, or maybe just a really good ratio but they'll, they'll still sit back and wonder you know is this actually good or is it just being read by people who who thinks it's good like, like for the people who make it their jobs to say whether or not something is worth reading what what would their thoughts be on the matter and and to have that and to receive that is for for me it's very humbling because I, I still don't consider myself at, at all in any capacity well-known uh, or, or, or horse famous or anything. I, obviously, I'm not Flutter Priest over here with 2,000 followers. Stop. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a very humble humble amount. Um, so just, just having that and knowing that you can still be considered good without widespread recognition, it's it really makes a lot of the work you put into things worth it. That was the one line that I wanted to hear you say out of this entire podcast. Which one? The, that followers essentially don't matter. Like it's about what you want to do no, and being they, proud of what you want to do. Yeah. You, you really should not be too focused on how many followers you have. I, I, when I make my stories, I try to make sure that they are as good of stories as I can make them. Like I said, I don't write anything unless it's something that, deeply means something to me and this is something i'm very invigorated and inspired by all right moving on how much feedback is too much and how much is not enough um so when you're getting feedback that's pretty much every other word in it like maybe maybe they don't like the way you write your sentences maybe they think you you spelled a word wrong or they don't like your punctuation yada da 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 that can be too much. Sometimes you can you can generalize it and say you t you do too many ellipses rather than pointing out every single time you don't want them to use an ellipses where they do. I speak that as somebody who's who initially <laughs> used too many ellipses, so I've I've gotten that feedback. Same um, here. Not Jeez. enough is is when you just hear you know oh, it's good or you know it needs work. Like if if you think it's something fine. needs work, try to say something a little bit more than that. It's okay to say somebody something that somebody made or wrote isn't perfect if they they want that thing to be perfect and i say that as somebody who occasionally gets defensive when finding out that his things aren't perfect but ultimately that's how people grow and that should be everybody's goal to grow all right next question uh what are the best kinds of feedback um, okay, so I, th I think I might have touched on this a little bit. The best kinds of feedback are, the, you, you hear the words constructive criticism all the time. And, and for me, that means pointing out why exactly something isn't quite clicking with you. You need to avoid things like um, the garbage, trash, just, just those negative off-putting words. The, the best kinds of feedbacks are the ones where the person providing it knows who you are as a person and, and what you 
respond well to. So that's obviously going to be individualized a little bit. Um, but it's something where they say, it, it's something optimistic. It's something where they say it's not as strong as it could be, but I think it'd be really awesome if you took it in this direction. And at that point, it, it's in their hands. If, if they think you're full of shit and don't want to listen to you, all you pretty much just need to wipe your hands and say, you know what, I, I tried. If it doesn't work with them, it, it's ultimately their call. So it's just really being in tune with the writer. Um, oh, by the way, um, I hate to distract you. Please take a look at the uh, chat. What have you done? We all did this. <laughs> You don't understand. Like our our viewers are actually frightening. It's actually <laughs> terrifying in how they do this. I, I know I threaten it and I joke about it, but no, they are really that terrifying. I am so extremely flattered. Like, is that the non-mature? Is that the non-mature or the mature? That's non-mature features. That is. Not, let me let me load up film fiction and would you? It's that's not mature. Yeah, that's not mature. Right <laughs> I gotta like, get get it to mature future, goddamn. <laughs> no, they're they're still frightening. Bump those numbers me. up. Those are some rookie I don't, numbers. No, stop! I don't want to push them that hard. They're already really frightening. <laughs> I'm right, giving her all, right. all I can, Captain. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's get into the hard hitting uh, political questions um, mm -hmm. that aren't politics. What does popularity mean, uh, particularly to you or on fan fiction? Right. So it really depends on interpretation. I think what popularity means entirely depends on the person who is popular. Um, let, let me see if I can really figure out how I want to define that. Because popularity can either be kind of acknowledgement. It's, it's kind of like what I said earlier, it can be a, a very gratifying and, and, and just acknowledgement that what you're putting out there is well-liked and well-received. Um, but if the person in question, like, just kind of gallivants in that, like like they, they they drink it in and start like living their life through that. If like everything they do is either about how they're already popular or how they want to be popular, that is not an okay thing to me. I'm I'm big on humility, and so popularity is, uh, yeah, it 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 really does. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I know we're trying to rapid fire these. No, it's all um, good. No, you're fine. I'm I'm hoping some of that makes sense. No, this is a great question. No, I think I think it makes total sense. Okay. Um, do you I'm believe that popularity affects the way that you make friends? Oh God, um, probably. Um, we were telling a story earlier where somebody was like trying to hang out with with us, and particularly pencil, just because she uh, she knew that how popular pencil was, and like that's not okay. You shouldn't hang out with somebody because you think they're they're. Uh, like that other people think they're cool or they're, they're some kind of idol on a pedestal. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I love the, I love the worship. I love the worship, but it's different when somebody's like, Hey, you're friends with all of these people. Can I be friends with you? So I can be friends with mm -hmm. all these people. It's like, I, I'm not here to be used. I use a lot of people. That's what I do. It's, it's artificial. Uh, Cause if a friend, if you can like get serious with a friend, talk about something that's really bothering you and expect like an honest and heartfelt feedback, and it's not a real friend and and friends made purely for popularity who don't want to have to deal with baggage like that they just kind of want to ride that ship not friends and yeah, then no. that just makes it even harder to figure out who's real and who's not you know they, they always say that the, that the real friends are the ones who are still there when everybody else steps out that that brings up a good point and i believe with 
pretty much everyone here almost and people in real life too there comes a point for me personally where they say something to me and there is absolutely no question anymore that we are friends or good friends because uh you only tell certain people or act a certain way around your friends well maybe maybe you are just deranged and act deranged around everyone but there comes a point where something is said and it just instantly clicks it's like yep we are definitely in deep I mean, yeah, like, so. you, you can't just, like, let, let's take Flam for a good example. I okay. None of us, no one can just look at Flam and say, wow, you fucking Nazi. But we can, <laughs> because we literally sent him a copy of Mein Kampf. We did. <laughs> we did, we did do yes. that. And his mother yeah. found it. It was great. Oh, that was a great story. And what I is, will... What? what does it say when you guys all bag on me? Are you guys, like, my best friends or something? Yeah. Which is kind of sad. friends. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh God. I'm so oh, sorry. Actually, you know, you, you know you're really <laughs> close to somebody when you bring up like race. If you can joke about somebody's race, it's like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, that's that's sure. one way to do it. I mean, I'm Polish, so I mean, slow as balls, and it's pretty apparent. Mm. Uh, then it's mature future now. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> if you guys done. Ask them. Yeah, I, like I, they, they do this. They are. That's the way they work. I don't Let's take a step back. Can can we agree oh, that, like, being in the featured box is one of the worst and best, like, one of the worst feelings? You're just like, oh, God, everyone's looking at it now. <laughs> well, it depend well, it depends what you, what you publish. Some things you just published for shits and giggles, like Deflower, the dark side, I didn't want to get featured, but then Pencil, in her Click infinite bait. wisdom, said, yeah, this, and clickbait is like, this would annoy and horrify everyone. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah, that's, and you did. And got featured. It is a, um, sorry. Like, I really hate to move us along, but we do need to wrap it fire at this point. We got like 15 minutes left. We can okay. do this, guys. Come on. Okay, okay. Uh, what relation do you think exists between fanfiction and professional writing? Um, a very strong one, honestly. Like, the, the only um, difference that I personally see between fanfiction and professional writing is the fact that in professional writing, you don't have a sandbox to work with. You don't have an established uh, world and locations and, and characters and rules and, and all this sort of thing that's provided to you. All right, if you can do well in small things, will it mean that you can do better in greater things? I think so. You know, all greater things are made up of many small things. <laughs> all right, now we're going to questions from Snuffy, who asks, uh, the first question is one that I've asked you literally a million times. Why don't yeah, you yeah. space your paragraphs? Um, it's it's just not hey guys guess want to know why because you don't do that when you write professionally for money just so you know yeah so i i learned how to write while in college with writing classes and stuff so i'm used to like word documents and that sort of things um, i think because the double spacing or, or spacing the paragraphs however you want to word it uh is, is that just like easier to read on mobile view or like like what's the what's the story behind it's, it's, that it's much easier to read um, when it comes to mobile and it comes to fanfiction itself. Okay. And like, see, see for me, like I've never done any reading on a mobile device. I've always been at a desktop. So I think I've just never really noticed that as a thing. And I also worry that um, I would just forget to space a paragraph and then it would just kind of look weird in there. Cause there was, there was somebody's story I was reading once. I don't remember exactly what the story was or, or who the writer was. Um, but they just had thoroughly inconsistent spacing between all of their paragraphs. And even though it was a very humorous story, like I could not get into it 
because anytime I saw a paragraph that was spaced slightly more than the paragraph before it, I thought we were changing scenes. And I oh, was thoroughly oh. confused when it like just kept going, like nothing ever happened. Oh, it was that's like, a, like, a, like a record skipped or something. Oh, so you mean like someone spaced twice and then spaced three times after the paragraph? Or, or something like that, yeah. Oh, so it, like, oh. like for me, it's it's the equivalent of a record scratch. All right, number two. If you wrote a 200,000-word-long story, what would it be about? God, I really don't know. I, I never have um, word count goals in mind when I write anything. Um, when I did the sequel to Ponies Protecting Ponies, I secretly hoped that it would come out to about the same word count as the first one, and to my surprise, it did, which is kind of cool. Um, if I wrote a 200,000-long story, I've mulled over the idea of some far-flung story in the future, and I'm sure this has been done a thousand times, where... Um, it, there's basically only Twilight left as a as a princess, and she sends out an apprentice with five other individuals to find the elements of harmony because there's some reason they need to find them again. And about those six individuals kind of discovering in themselves their own attachment to the elements. Um, again, I'm sure this has been done a thousand times. And I really don't have all of the details hashed out, but I, that would probably be a decent one as far as a. Uh, character exploration and world exploration simultaneously sort of thing. All right, number three. Uh, see, next season starts next week. Are you going to watch the premiere of Babscon? Yes. Next question. We definitely are. Number definitely. four. Can you watch the show without constantly thinking about innuendos? Uh, probably. Um, like I, I watched the show from an innocent manner. Uh, I started watching because I was under like a lot of stress in my life, and it was a place that I could go that did not have the problems of, of my oncoming adult world. So I ordinarily I'm viewing it in a fairly innocent fashion. Okay. Uh, number five, Hasbro, do you buy, sell, or hold the stock? Oh God. Um, I would hold for now. Let's, let's wait and see. Let's wait until we see more about what this movie is supposed to be about. Eh? All right. Number six. <laughs> I can be whatever nationality I want if I can do the accent. Good luck. It's Role Play yeah. Tuesday, and your partner goes, let's do Thunder Lane X Rumble. What's your reply? Um, considering my current partner is not really big on ponies or role play, uh, I would pretty much just be like, okay, I need an explanation. <laughs> like, like this, would, this would be severely out of left field. And we're in rapid fire mode, so we're going to keep going. Number seven, <laughs> if Fluttershy offered to give you a rim job, would you take it? Oh, boy. Um, so remember when I said I'm, I'm kind of innocent in some regards? Yeah. Uh, I need somebody to explain to me what a rim job is, because I hear that trouble. Uh, the old ru the rusty trombone. You take your tongue, and you take what? an asshole, and you run that thing around the outside and inside real good until it gets fun feeling and slippery, and then you keep doing that until they eventually jizz them. So, um, the rest you know, we'll, we'll just we'll just say sure to the next two questions to make them fast. Okay, number <laughs> nine. Number nine. Butt stuff has grown more and more popular. Which pony do you think would be the most into it? Oh god, I remember reading this one and having like a long drawn out description mm -hmm. on, on like everybody who'd be most into it. Um, oh, um, what was her name? Uh, Tree Hugger, the, the oh, hippy dippy. I see that actually. Um, Sorry, Nigma. What now, was that? I had, to get, I had to get the door. What was that? Nobody cares. Now for Uli Toll. Uh, number one, are you allowed to leave your bowl? Um, are you supposed I mean, to leave your bowl? Uh, sure. 
Uh, number two, what's your favorite food dish? I don't know what that word means. I don't know. It, me it means what your, wait, food dish? I don't know what food dish actually is. I'll be perfectly honest. Is it like a combination of food and fetish? That's what I, I'm wondering. Oh, I bet it is. I bet it's uh, food slash fetish. Is this like some modern kid slang for food I, fetish? Shakespeare says it is food fetish. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll just be vanilla and say whipped cream. Wow, that's. I think I think they mean what is what is the food that you have like a fetish for, not a oh. food you use in sex. But that's pretty amazing much, too. You don't say pretty much, pretty much everybody in my life will say pineapple, which I will deny. But no, no, I wouldn't say pineapple. Well, actually, okay, so yeah, we're gonna have the pineapple wars in California next week. But but that's not the point. The point is, you have a chicken tender thing. Mm, yeah, I kind of do. He likes chick tendies. Yes. How do you? Aww. How would a person not? <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, the, 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 the pineapple stuff warrants a very long explanation that we can't do in rapid fire mode. <laughs> how do you right, guys what, feel about how do you guys feel about dino tendies? I love yeah. them and I like making them. With the ketchup and you pretend that you bite their head off and they're bleeding everywhere. And you roar a lot as you do it because you think you're a dinosaur. See, so so in Nebraska we have a restaurant called Runza. It's a fast food place and they used to have dinosaur chicken nuggets and it was the best. It was the best. It was the best. Anyway. Okay. Um, what's your favorite food for thought? Um, so drink, 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 drink. Yeah, drink, 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 drink. Uh, my favorite food for thought, um, I don't know if I can do this in rapid fire. This is, this is taking too much time to think. Um, well, you can life, always ask. If it's fleeting, do what you want with it. I was going to say, you could always answer what food you like to help you think well. Uh, I, I drink to not think well. That's kind of opposite, but I hope that's helpful. Answered it. Good job. What's your favorite drinking word? Uh, drink. Yay! Uh, now we have questions from Pickle S, who was on last week. So are you considering doing any other secret agent behind the scenes kinds of stories? Um, funnily enough, that's the one that we're, everybody's putting an effort into putting in the feature box right now as a, a spinoff of my secret agent story. Effort. Um, it's in there, bud. <laughs> Seventeen up. I'll be making a, a blog out here in the near, near future about other spinoffs from that um, Ponies Protecting Ponies universe that I've thought up, just to kind of gauge and see, you know, if there's anything that people would be interested in, or if anybody has any of their own ideas. Um, I haven't overly considered branching away from that to doing a, a different secret agent story that's not associated with it, or doing characters that are not in the stories that are currently out there. Um, not for the time being, at least, but uh, I hope that answers that question. Yes. Yes, it does. So, okay. uh, have you been seriously injured in a comical way before? Can you tell us about it? Uh, I knocked my teeth out sledding, which, which is a long story that I eventually turned into a humorous prose that I did in speech and went to state with, but we don't right. have time for me to tell that story. Um, if you summarize it very briefly in like five words, we can, we can laugh at you. Um, okay. So it looked like somebody was murdered. Okay. He said it. My mom was freaking out. I was not. And, um, the dentist asked me, I, I was pretty sure I swallowed one of the teeth cause I knocked out both of my front ones. And the, all, all the dentists that we knew were out at Christmas shopping, except for one who we didn't know at all. And he asked me to try to get the tooth that I swallowed back. So Good job. Perfect. That's precious. Anyway. Amazing. Continue. Priest. 
Christ. Shit. When I start asking questions where I'm actually on mute. Um, would you get a human baby or flurry heart? Um, we'll just go with flurry heart because that's not technically cannibalism. I also like that I didn't say rather. Um, it's also not morally wrong. Anyway. Uh, now question from Mike Snipe who asks, can I hug you? Yes. Next question. Um, <clears throat> very quickly, uh, cyber phase on questions. Uh, would you a thing pone? I don't know how to interpret that. Hold on. I actually have time for this. I always have this picture handy just in case. I have this for um, you. I will post it in the, um, Okay, while you're covering that, uh, what would you do for Klondike Bar? Uh, pay money. All right. Do you have the picture? I, I, I don't. It's I can't find it. I guess I moved it. Um, con just continue on. I'll get things right. later. Have you ever heard of fanfic or fanfic that had a what the fuck moment? For example, uh, like the thing that made Twilight was supposed to be main mare friend when it actually was Dash or Fluttershy halfway through or crushed love. What? Yeah, you sound like you hurt yourself a little bit there. Also, I I and, oh I my god, hurt. that picture. That's thing pony. Um, would you that? Probably not. Yay! Should have uh, worded the question to put me in a corner a little bit harder. Um, so so I think I understand number three, where it's basically just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, I remember reading. Uh, there there was a point in time where I was really big on crossovers on the site, and I found one that was Metroid. And they they somehow did a worse interpretation of Samus than Metroid Other M did, so it's just like. Please let me know which one that was because I think I read it. <laughs> I don't think it was because you wrote one, right? Flat yeah, on. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking. I think there was another one. There was, was it? Was it the one that also got like modestly modest attention? I think it got some attention. I just remember like getting to like the last published chapter and then finding out it was on a hiatus. Like I didn't see that before starting it. Um, like the last thing that happened was like Samus was like mind controlled by Discord and she broke. Oh shit! Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people got fucked. Or I still read it through because fuck it, YOLO. But no, right. they. You know, a lot of people. A lot of people got fucked off by that. So yeah, good idea. Yeah. Good point. There I mean, there's there there's other things I enjoyed, but yeah, I just had a hard time with the interpretation. Anyways, yeah, moving on. All right, uh, number four. Have you ever thought of something that you wrote that was actually bad but turned out to be good? Um, I don't know, because if, if there is something that I think is bad, I either don't write it or I don't publish it. That's silly. You should do it anyway. Number Pour yourself. Five. Pour yourself like a cheap <laughs> Uh Fuck Hill Mary. Uh, between Twilight in a teacher outfit, Flutter Nurse, or uh, Dash and Wonderbolt. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, <laughs> this one is probably harder than all of the others, actually. Just like your dick. <sighs> the time has come. <laughs> the time has come, and so have I. Um, <laughs> we'll start with with Kill Dash in the Wonder Bolts uniform, just because she's my least favorite out of the main six. Um, Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. I apologize to anybody out there. Like, I don't. I don't hate Rainbow Dash. She's just, you know, not in my top five. Um, then I would do, I would fuck Fluttershy in the nurse outfit and marry Twilight Sparkle and teach her. Cause if I tried to marry Fluttershy as a nurse, uh, she, if she were actually a nurse, she would have like no time to do anything ever. And we would just come home exhausted all the time. Accurate. Hardcore accurate. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to skip these everyone questions so we can just try to get through all of Ben's questions before we start talking about the, the podcast next week. You mean yes, buddies. that's right. Yes, that is exactly on. what I meant. Um, you are Princess Celestia, so who is so overpowered in this alternate universe that you can use a firing minigun as a dildo and can survive a nuclear bomb dropped right out of you without even a scratch. Shut up. I was raised in a weird household. Uh, <laughs> you single-handedly defeat all of humanity's army by yourself and make the following demands. A chocolate cake to be delivered to you every day and be forced to marry Nick Cage and have sex with him and pictures of your butt on billboards all across Earth. What would your fourth demand be? Uh, probably also billboards of Nicolas Cage's butt, just to, uh, just to even that out. Alongside oh, yours. Love you. Good job. <laughs> uh, would Princess Celestia and Nick Cage make a good couple? Um, that is entirely up to interpretation. I, I can't even fathom a, a room with the two of them together. This is, this is beyond my imagination. Could you handle the sun butt? Uh, no, I think it would crush me. Do you think you could handle it with your hands, though? Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. Would jerking off a unicorn's horn temporarily disable their magic? Uh, I think unicorns need their horns to do magic, so if you pulled it, like, right off, they probably couldn't do magic anymore, yeah. Well, I was going to say, though, they're female, so they obviously have multiple orgasms. Therefore, they can use magic multiple times even after oh. you've gotten them off. No, I was just talking about, like, jerking as in pulling the horn right off their head. I guarantee you, Betty was not talking about pulling horns off of heads. And I you guarantee make it, you, I will wordplay. You make it sound like their horns are always like loose teeth, just ready for the yanking. Oh, yeah. you mean, oh, why wouldn't you jerk the gherkin? I mean, right. imagine a, a horn would be like with the same kind of bony material almost. Does a horn have fur on it, or is it just the color of nope. their coats? It has, it has, like, it has what's like a velvet. It's kind of like uh, moss. While it's living, it's actually very vaguely fuzzy if you've ever touched like a deer antler while it's still growing. Okay, because their horns, deers, their horns are basically Simpsons hair. It just goes right into their mm -hmm. head, even though it probably should be a different material. Yeah. It's weird. All right. Um, would you bend over for rarity and take a long and thick food of penis up your anus? You know, I could sit here and just be like forever on it. I'm just going to say sure, and we can move on. Anyway. I'm sure uh, you'd be fine on that dick. Anyway, go. Do you like Pingus? I don't know what Pingus is. It's a meme. All right. <clears throat> I'm behind. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. It I'm, I'm a normie. Um, so, last but not least, from Mike, what can you tell us about your new story? Uh, considering it's featured, that might actually be a relevant question. Yeah. Um, so, so the new story is, is a spinoff of the Ponies Protecting Ponies story that I mentioned earlier with the secret agents and the ending that is super controversial. Um, the idea behind it is to take a step back and see something a little more casual and slice of lifey within that universe. Uh, it, it takes place right at the end of that first story. Uh, I, originally, I was going to do a whole series like that where they were just kind of following more casual events, uh, some of them following the show, some of them not. Um, and this was just one segment of some writing that I did into that where I said, you know what, this would probably be okay by itself. Uh, so it's a cutesy little story where you see um, Sparkler or, or as she's called in this story, um, Amethyst Star, um, meeting uh, Derpy's daughter Dinky and kind of getting to know her for the first time. And it's cute. It's fun. There's mild violence. So that's fun too. And it's, it's just meant to be like a feel good story to both a um, entertain the readers who are already familiar with the characters in my work and b kind of serve as a jumping in point of anybody 
just now discovering me saying like, oh, here's a short story that looks like it could be fun. And for them to also go, you know, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed these characters. Maybe I want to see what these other two stories with them in it are like. Knowing Ben, I recommend you jump in dick first. Anyway. <laughs> and that covers it. That is all of the questions. Can I, can I get a what, what? All right. What, what, what? Drink, drink. In the butt. All right. So uh, before we sign off, very quickly, we're going to talk about next week. Um, next week is a very special cast because it is appearing over BabsCon, and everyone you see in this room right now is gonna be there. As well uh, as, like, yeah, yeah physically, physically, as well as like Ravage. And Ravage will also be there. Um, They're together next... for the first time. It's the first time I think the entire Good HIE podcast will be together. We'll be living together for a couple of days. We'll be in the same room. It'll be weird. There'll be pictures. We will take pictures. Yeah, they'll probably go on Twitter and we'll talk about it. Um, but what we're going to do for we, – we haven't worked out, like, the full stream, like, details yet, like how we're going to try and get it on Twitch. That may not be possible. We will. Um, we'll, we'll find a way. If nothing else, I'll take my laptop and I'll set it, like, on the table in front of us, and it'll capture the sound. It'll be horrible, but we'll have it. But nevertheless, I have uh, a GoPro that I'm taking to record the whole event. Yeah. Um, so we have a panel that is 1 a.m., that Saturday, it's it's part of Friday's events. It is Saturday uh, at 1 a.m. Pacific time. 1 a.m. Pacific time. You might want to mention yes, that. Yes, technically, yes. Um, basically, basically, Friday so late that it's early. Yes. And um, all of that's going to be recorded. Uh, if you are able to make it out to BabsCon, come out, see us. And there are prizes at the panel we, we for those who ask really questions. We have actually prizes for you. <laughs> And if you want um, to put some questions in the running for us to ask them before we open the questions up to the crowd, go put them out in the forum on FinFiction. Um, nevertheless, though, uh, we're really excited for next week's cast, um, and we hope that uh, you guys can tune in if uh, when we do it. So Yeah, so really, um, we, we appreciate that. We will put it up on YouTube afterwards, whatever it is. So if nothing else, you can watch it after the fact. But please watch it live, because we love you. Not really, but we'll pretend to. So... That said, that has been this week's Good HIE Podcast. Um, this has been a non-pencil. What? What? We have Enigmatic Otaku. Hoo-hoo. Uh, we have Flame on Warfare. Yes. Milk. Bye. And of course, our fully featured guest, <laughs> Benates. Bye. And thank you, everyone. Seriously. Also, uh, also, yes, sex with Nicholas Cage. Just want to tell Bendy that. Anyway. I am Coffer Priest. See you next week. We love you, but not really.